The Free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision 180. Live different. Different. And very excited to be welcoming back on my show my favorite U.S. pastor, Pastor Jeff Vines from Church of the Valley. So good to have you back here, Jeff. Always good to be in Australia. Uh, I'm pretty excited because I read little bits and pieces of your book called Divine Romance. And it's about your issues, your battle with mental health issues mm. and overcoming that, which I love. I was reading little bits and pieces of it and I was blown away about, as a pastor, how open you are about mm. that kind of topic. Because when we look at pastors, we do put them on a pedestal mm. and we think they are the perfect Christian and nothing bad happens to them. Mm. They do, don't do anything bad either. So to have you talk about stuff like that is really awesome. Yeah, it was a tough time of my life when suddenly out of nowhere, uh, I just I actually thought I was having a heart attack. My pulse was racing, my heart was beating, and I couldn't stand up. I, I felt like I was just – I had to lay down, had to actually put my head on the ground, uh, feeling that I was going to fall. And then this happened – the first episode happened when I was in Zimbabwe, Africa. So I was, I was very happy. I love mm. Africa. I love being there. So I wasn't stressed in any way, you know, mm. uh, but I knew something wasn't right and – uh, they took my blood pressure, and it was uh, the first time it was 220 over 140, which is, you wow. know, a stroke level. Yeah. And because anxiety disorder uh, reveals itself in different ways in every patient. Some people mm. don't have a heart racing. They just feel like they're going to pass out, or they feel like they're going to faint, or they get headaches, or they just feel unwell. Mm. With with me, unfortunately, mine caused my heart rate to uh increase of my blood pressure to go to stroke level. They took me to the hospital, did all kinds of tests, sent me home, and it happened again at 2 o'clock in the morning, woke me up. I was really terrified because my mother, another thing is, you know, my mother died young of a cardiac mm-hmm. myopathy, so I'm thinking I'm next, but I was only, I think, 42 or 3 at the time. And uh, over a period of six months, uh, with all tests, kinds of money, I mean, they, I think they, they figured they spent $50,000 trying to figure out what's what was wrong with wow. me. Wow. And because uh, it, it has the same uh, uh, signs as a heart attack. Yeah. It's ex- exactly, they say it's exactly like it, and you have to differentiate between the two. And so when I found out that I was having anxiety disorder, at first I was so angry at myself because I'd always felt that anxiety disorder was because you're weak and you, mm. can't, you can't deal with the problems of life. And then they explained to me, hold on, it's not that simple. We all have things inside us that never get out, feelings of... Uh, loss or insignificance or a lack of meaning or purpose and we're all trying to find our way in the world and i've been doing that since i was 12 or 13 years old Mm. and some of us live a more even kill life and deal with it just daily Mm. others of us have to solve the problem right now we're wired to i've got to solve this problem all of those are factors that come to play but we it's such a mystery that we just don't know what factors have to be present for a person to actually start experiencing Anxiety disorder, the same way with depression. People get depressed, but some people fight depression as a way of life every day. They mm-hmm. don't want to get out of bed. They don't want to eat. They don't want to go anywhere, and they become recluse. And so I started studying what this is, and it is an actual uh, condition, and mm-hmm. it is a mental illness. Just like I can have, a, just like my arm can stop working the way it should work because of muscle damage or because I broke it in the past and it didn't heal properly. My brain can be broken to a degree, Mm. and maybe it didn't heal properly through something, and now my thought processes aren't the way they should be, and it's sending lies to my physical body. So I'm having an anxiety attack when there's nothing to be anxious about. My brain is telling my body 
that it's got to it's got to fight, it's got to survive. But there's but I'm not being chased by anything, and I'm not running away from anything. So yeah. that's the dilemma. That's what people don't understand about mental illness is that something is misfiring. It's telling your body something that isn't true. So you get depressed, or you get anxious. Or in some cases, you even get suicidal. Mm. Well, let's talk about then, as a Christian, when we have problems with our, our mental health. Because everyone has mental health, but it's the mental health issues that are not good. But we kind of put the blame, as you said, on ourselves and think, well, we're not a very good Christian then if we have problems with this. Yeah. What can we do? How do we Yeah, how do we tackle that? Well, you know, I'm 55 now, and I'm old. And, <laughs> no. and, you know, it, 55 didn't seem old to me uh, five years ago. Mm. <laughs> And it's still, when I look in the mirror, it scares me a little because I, I don't see myself looking that way. <laughs> but the point is, as you get older, your muscles atrophy, so it's harder to build muscle. And the only way I can win that battle is to continue to work out, lift weights, run, and try to keep my body in good shape. Now, here's the thing. Mentally, you can get out of shape. Mentally, you can atrophy, your, your brain can atrophy in a real way. Mm. So you've got to put superfood into it like you put superfood and work out into your uh, workout regime. So this is where the Word of God is so powerful for the Christian because as you put the Word of God in you, it renews your mind. Paul talks about renew your mind. Don't be conformed to the ways of the world the way they think, but be renew, renew your mind through the power of the teaching of the Word. Mm. And so what happens is I find as I build the truth of God's Word into my life, I can actually make my brain stronger to be able to overcome uh, times of sadness or tragedy, you know, the, the uh, famous passage of Scripture that I memorized during my anxiety disorder was, do not be anxious about anything, but by mm-hmm. prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God, the peace of God will rule your hearts in Christ Jesus. And I have found that when I start to be anxious, see, a lot of people never overcome anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. So I was one of the blessed ones that after two and a half years, I actually retrained my brain to stop them from happening. And what happens is when the, when those feelings come and I know they're coming, I know it's a lie. So I actually speak to myself and say, wait a minute, this is not true. This is not an accurate reflection of what's actually going on. And then I stop the cycle and the anxiety attack can't happen. So good. It's, so the word of God is more powerful than any of us ever knew. Jesus knew what he was talking about. So if I had it to do all over again, you know what I would do when I was younger? I would, memorize, I would memorize a lot more scripture mm-hmm. and be able to repeat them so that when something happened in my life, the Holy Spirit would kickstart it, fire a truth into that, and that would be pushed back at bay. And uh, it's so true that we can defeat mental illness by the truth of God's word. Jeff, over in America, there was a pastor over there called Pastor Jared. Mm. I, I can't quite remember what his last name Jared is. Jared Wilson. That's yeah. right, Jared Wilson. So he took his life, mm. and that was all over our news in Australia. It was everywhere because he was such a well-known pastor. And for pastors to do that, you just don't think that would happen. As we yeah. uh, was talking about before about mental health, you just don't yeah. think that would affect a pastor. So how did you... How did you deal with that? And I mean, as a pastor, how sure. did you talk to your congregation? Sure. Well, about I was that? in I was in Kazakhstan when I heard the news, and that's when I started thinking. You know what? I know we're in the middle of the series right now. Uh, it's different uh, than suicide, but I have got to address this. And mm. that's when I learned a lot about Jared, and I called some friends of mine who knew him, uh, and then also read a lot about what he had written, and then I also at the same time did my research on suicide. And uh, Jared is just like any other pastor. And this is, this is uh, 
we're shocked at pastors when they do this here's, because here's what we think. Well, mm-hmm. they think right, appropriately all the time. Why would they do this? Because God is large and in charge and they live for him and he has the, yeah. he has the, the keys of life. And well, sure, we know it, but how many things in my life as a pastor do I know that I don't do? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm like everybody else. You know, there are times, I know the Bible says don't get angry. Do you think I never get angry? <laughs> The Bible says, don't let the sin go down on your anger. Do you think I never let the sin go down on my anger? Sometimes there are still people in my life that I have to forgive in every 24-hour period. You know what I'm saying? Some words. Yeah. You think it's – people say, well, forgive and you'll forget. And I think, well, let me tell you how this happens. I forgave this person, but every once in a while there's an evil one that brings it up in my mind again. And I have to choose to forgive again. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes up, I have to choose to forgive again. And every time I don't, it starts a ball rolling that is uh, – that is – that causes the disintegration of your of your soul. And so Jesus says, forgive. Now, the, the point I'm making here is Jared is obviously fighting with another lie, the lie that he, he doesn't matter, that he's worthless, that there's no use in living. And some days and some years he won the battle. Other times, just like anybody else, he lost the battle. And it just so happened that he lost a crucial part of the battle. Something happened in that moment in that day where he decided that the best thing to do for everybody involved would be to end his life. And, you know, I heard someone say, well, that's, that's selfish because he, he had a wife and kids and that's just self. And I'm thinking, well, hold on. In that moment, here's what he's thinking. He's thinking the best thing I can do for my wife and kids is to end my life because I'm ruining theirs. Mm. So you're not thinking appropriately because something's happening. It's a mental illness. I can't guarantee you healing of anything. I can only tell you that your chances significantly increase. As you get the word of God into your mind, continue to repeat it. Jared obviously did that. Mm -hmm. We would assume that Jared did have the word of God, and he continued to repeat it, and he continued to learn from it. But mental illness and the fallen world in which we live is so powerful that all of us are vulnerable. At the given time, in a given set of circumstances, none of us know what we'll do. Let's just do what we can to prevent it. Mm. Jeff, I've heard a lot of Christians say that people who take their own life will go to hell because Mm. that is a sin. What yeah. do you think about that? Well, that's pretty sad because if that, that, that means that if, unless you die without a sin in your life, that you can't go to heaven. Mm. And we know that all sins are equal. Now, not equal ramifications. They have different ramifications, but equal in the sight of God of offense. So God, in, uh, in his eyes with Jared, his pain is significant, Jared's pain. But God also hurts for the pain that he feels. He's part, mm. of, he's, he's part and partial to a fallen world. So what I would say in this, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to think that there's one sin that if you commit but and you don't have a chance to be forgiven for it, that you go to hell because we're saved by grace through faith. And if we're really saved by grace, that means all our sins are covered past, present, future. So let's say, for instance, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, someone does something to me and I just cold cock them. That's a Tennessee statement for slug them. <laughs> so I just slug them. You know, I hit them as hard as I can, and I, I get in my car, and I'm so mad. Maybe they said something about my daughter or my wife, and I'm so mad. And I get in my car, and I ram their car going out of the parking lot, and I'm just, you know, and then I'm going to try to ruin their lives. And then I'm so angry, I have a heart attack in my car on the way home, and I die. Mm. Do I go to heaven? Well, yeah, because I'm saved by grace through faith, and God understands the human frailty. So it's silly. It's inconsistent to say that. Suicide would be the a sin that you, if you commit it, you go, you go to hell. No, do you have the right to take your own life? No, you don't, because your life doesn't belong to you. Like we, like our culture says, it belongs to God. He gave it, only He can take it. 
And when you did it, you sinned against him. But guess what? Jesus covers that sin. Awesome. Well, it has been so great to have you back on the show tonight, Jeff. And I hope that next time you come back to Australia, you'll have, I'll be able to have you on my show again. So always. Thank you it's my favorite much. show. Yes. So always. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a, a very safe trip back to America. And I enjoy hopefully seeing you over there when yeah. I come next year. Oh, good. good. Come yes. to LA. We'll treat you right. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.